We're in a brand new series called It's a Vibe. Come on. And tonight, I'm ready to vibe with y'all. Did you know that your attitude matters? Okay. Throughout these next four weeks, we're going to be talking about your attitude and why your attitude matters. The attitude that you have about your faith. The attitude that you have when you face tough things. The attitude that you have when you get good news and when you get bad news. Your attitude matters. And a lot of times we are tempted as young people to have the wrong one. So tonight I want to talk to you about an attitude that I believe will change your life not just change your life, but change every life that you encounter. Not just change every life that you encounter, but change an entire generation and stir up a movement in your schools, in your families. Come on, I believe that God wants to stir up something new in this room tonight that is not temporary, but that changes the temperature of this room every single Wednesday night that we experience from now. So here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need your guys' help to preach back with me tonight, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, you better preach back tonight. Come on. Come on. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you better get rowdy tonight. Okay? Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's, let's, get, let's go with that. I was, in a, I was on a trip with a bunch of guys, and we went to Melbourne, Australia. And pretty much what we did is we went to the conference, and we did two things. We went to the conference, and we ate. And that was it. Okay? Now, as you can see, like my physique, like I'm not a big eater. As a matter of fact, I'm a picky eater. Any picky eaters in the room here today? Okay? And we pretty much ate, I think, more than we actually went to the conference. Okay? But the weird thing was is that we, I'm not like an adventurous eater. I'm not like one of those, like it's hard living in Miami because you guys got all these like awesome restaurants and stuff and you like to go and, and you like to uh, go to that one, then you go to that one. Me, like I only eat like what your seven-year-old sister eats, okay, like grilled cheese, chicken nuggets, toaster strudels, Pop-Tarts, okay, like keep it in those four food groups and I'm good, all right, maybe like throw in a strawberry or two. But that's pretty much it. But here's the thing that you have to understand about Pastor David, who I was with. Pastor David is a foodie, y'all. Okay, listen, like that man likes to eat. He likes to do two things. He likes to preach and he likes to eat. And he likes to preach about eating. That's it, right there. That's all he does. Okay? And so we went and I, I, I swear, dude, I tried like a thousand different foods. I'm sure of it. Okay? But the thing about it is it wasn't just normal foods. It was oriental foods. Okay? Because the thing about Australia is you would think that there's Australians, but really there's only Asians. <laughs> it's real weird. Yeah, Asian. Come on. Asian pride, baby. Come on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. And so we went to all these places like Malaysian restaurants and, and, and Chinese restaurants and Asian restaurants and Tokyo restaurants. All these different restaurants. And I was dying. I was like, I hate all this food, man. I hate it. But there was a... There was a a, a phrase that I kept hearing the entire trip. It was, just taste it. Just taste it. Turn to your neighbor and say, just taste it. Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, just taste it. They kept on saying, just taste it. And so finally, one day we walked into this restaurant. Man, and we were starving. We were hungry. We walked into this restaurant. It was called Chin Chin. Everybody say Chin Chin. Like, that's how you know it's real Asian because it's got two first names. Chin Chin. And so we walk in this restaurant, we open the menu, it's like not even in English. Like you ever walk into a, a restaurant, it's like not even in English. You're like, how am I supposed to order something? It's like, listen, if you ever do that, it's just a bad idea. Get up and walk out, okay? And so I'm like, dude, I don't even know what to order. So I asked the waiter, hey, what's the best thing on the menu? He says this. I said, okay, let's just do it, okay? 
Just do it. So he brings it out, prepares it, brings it out. And I look at it, it's like a steak, okay? It's like a steak. The issue with the steak, though, is that it was smothered in all of these different spices and sauces. Looked like something that came out of a cow. And then it had a bunch of green stuff on it that looked like it was supposed to be on the tree. I was like, why are you guys ripping stuff off trees and putting it on the steak? You're ruining it. And then there was a bunch of peppers and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't want to eat it. The guys looked at me. They said, just taste it. Come on, say, just taste it. So I cut into the steak. I dipped it in the sauce, this ooey-gooey sauce. I took a bite out of it. It was in that moment. The clouds parted. Jesus came riding down on a white stallion. I started floating in the air. It's like, what is going on right now? Jesus looked at me. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm telling you, it was the most spiritual experience I've ever had with food. Let me tell you, this was the greatest meal that I have ever had in my entire life. Like, you ever just eat something and you're like, dude, I just saw Jesus, y'all. Like, I saw him face to face. Like, listen, if Jesus was a food, he would be in Chin Chin's menu. I'm telling you, it's incredible. You ever, like, your eyes just open up? You just see things, you're like, wow. I was never able to see my, like, my fingerprints before. That's what it was like, y'all. Yeah. For real, for real, for real. It was bomb. If you're ever in Melbourne, Australia, go check it out. Because your life will be changed. I promise you, I gave my life to the Lord again. I was like, God, I know you're real because of this steak. You are so good. You see, here's the thing that I realized is that oftentimes you have these things called taste buds in your mouth. But many times if you stop eating the th those kinds of things, all of a sudden your taste buds grow dry. And all of a sudden, you forget to, 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 to understand how good something really was. I came to encourage somebody in the room today because I feel like there are some people, maybe you walked in here and your taste buds are dried up. Maybe you walked in here and you haven't been able to just taste how good God is. I believe that there's a God that wants to resurrect your taste buds. He wants to show you a new life and he wants to remind you how good he really is. But you see, what you have to do is you have to do this thing. I, I said it all the trip. I was, I was like, man, I got to expand my palate. I, I got to expand my palate. I got to start, start expanding the things that I know about God so that I can experience more of him. I got to get a little bit more hungry. Everybody say hungry. Oh. Come on, it says this. Psalms 34, 1 to 8, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. And he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. And their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Oh, taste and 
see. I love that scripture. Oh, won't you just taste it? Oh, won't you just taste it? You may have forgotten, but if you would just taste it, then I can show you how good I am. Just taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, you see, if you want God to expand your palate, if you want to experience all those kinds of new oriental flavors, and not just be like, uh, but be like, uh. I'm saying, it's going to cost you one thing. It's going to cost you being hungry. It's going to cost you being hungry. Man, I wish there was a hungry generation in the room tonight that said, God, I am starving for you. See, that's what I loved about Planet Shakers is that I knew that there was 5,000 students that were hungry for God. I knew that there was 5,000 students that they could have been anywhere in Melbourne. They were on their break. They could have traveled to anywhere in the world. They could have been at home playing video games. They could have been playing Fortnite. They could have been out at a party. But they said, no, God, we are hungry for you. Man, how do you get more of God? you got to be hungry. you you, you got to be hungry. You see, the only reason that I ate something that was outside of my comfort zone was because I was hungry. The only reason that I was able to experience the anointing of that steak is because I was hungry. Not just like any kind of hungry, but like we left the conference. We had a whole day at the conference. We hadn't eaten anything yet, and I was like starving. Come on, ever, you ever been like starving before? You ever just been like, man, I'm like so hungry. My stomach feels like it's eating itself. If I don't get something inside of me right now, then I just might die. That's the kind of hungry that I'm talking about tonight. See, I feel like a lot of times, a lot of times you don't see the miracle in your life because the hunger has left you. A lot of times you don't see God move in your life because you, you just, you, you're not as hungry as you used to be. L let, me, let me just say it like this. Is sometimes in order for you to crave it, you have to taste it. Okay? And sometimes you have to taste it before you can crave it. Okay, believe it or not, I'm going somewhere tonight. But here's what I believe. I believe that God wants us to crave more of him today. That's what I believe. I believe that God is asking a young generation of brave youth to say, hey, listen, your hunger has grown dry. You're starting to get full. I don't want you to get full. I want you to stay hungry. Did you know that sometimes, even when you're not hungry, you can make yourself hungry? Did you know that sometimes when you eat, anybody do this before, like you eat, you weren't even hungry, but all of a sudden as you're eating, you're getting more hungry? You know why that is? Because as you eat, your stomach expands and it creates more room for food in your life. And so as you're eating, even if you don't feel like it, all of a sudden you're starting to get more hungry. I believe that our worship does the same thing to us. That even when we don't feel like it, even when we feel like we're down, even when we feel like we're broken, but we lift up our hands in praise, we lift up our hands in worship, all of a sudden we say, God, this is exactly what I needed. I'm hungry. God, expand my hunger for you. Again, don't let my hunger leave me. I don't know what God's going to do tonight, but I do know that he wants some hungry people in the room today. 
Jesus, we're hungry for you. God, would you come and do what only you can do in this place? Would you stir up a hunger inside of us, God, to see new dreams and new visions and new revelations of your spirit, God? Would you pour out your anointing on us, God? We want to be hungry. God, we want to be hungry for you. It starts with being hungry. Come on, faith starts with being hungry. I'm only preaching one thing today. It's hungry. Man, how much do you hunger for God? I'm not talking about a Wednesday night. I'm not talking about a Sunday morning. I'm not talking when you're doing internship. I'm not talking when you're doing student leadership, whatever it might be, man. I'm talking every single day of your life when you wake up. How hungry for God are you? Man, are you hungry for God? Because it's when you expand your palate that all of a sudden you begin to taste all the new flavors. You're like, wow, God, I knew, I knew that you could be good, but I didn't know that you could be this good. God, I knew that you could do that, but I'm going to be honest, I, I doubted that you could do this. God, God I, I, I didn't know that I could feel this way with you. God, I didn't know that I could experience this kind of love with you. God, everybody said something different about me, but your word says something completely different than what they said. I've never heard that before. But it's when you begin to expand your palate of praise and worship that all of a sudden new flavors begin to be add into your life. Man, God, I, I don't want just the flavors that I've had in my cabinet. God, I want you to add to the storehouse of who I see you to be. I want to be hungry. Come on, somebody say hunger. Man, I want to change some attitudes tonight. Listen, don't be upset if you haven't seen God move in your life. Because sometimes he just needs you to starve a little bit so that you can get hungry again. Sometimes he just needs you to get a little bit weaker so that you can rely more on him. I love it because the one that wrestled with God he gave him a limp. And so whenever he walked around, because he wrestled with God, he walked with this new swagger walk. Why did he do that? Because he needed to be reminded every day, man, I got to be weak so that God can make me strong. Man, there are some of you in this room, you've been waiting for God to move in your life. I'm here to tell you today that he just needs you to starve a little bit more so that you can get a little bit more hungry for him again. Man, I want to be weak. People say, man, weak. Man, you're weak, man. Guess what? I am weak. Because in my weakness, he is strong. So I can walk around weak, having faith in him, because it says that there will be no door that he can't open. There will be no hill that he can't climb. There will be no valley that he can't get me through. There will be no river that he can't stop. There will be nothing that can stand against my God. That's my God. Oh, I'm hungry today, man. Come on, is anybody hungry in the building today? I'm hungry. Man, I'm hungry. You see, Man, I just wish there were some hungry people in the room today. 
Because I believe God wants to come and fill that hunger. Truly. I don't think that this is just going to be an average service. I think this is a service for the hungry. I think this is a service for the people that haven't eaten. I think this is the, the service for the, for the starving individuals. I believe that God is going to lay out a buffet of whatever you need tonight. But you're only going to get it if you're hungry. Come on. Uh, you see, taste. Sometimes all it takes is a taste. Everybody kept saying, man, just taste it. Just taste it. Come on, you don't know if you won't like it. But you got to at least try it. Get this. Taste doesn't come by seeing. It doesn't come by, by hearing. It doesn't come by smelling. But get this. Taste only comes through your mouth. Taste only comes through your mouth. You know, it's like walking through Dolphin Mall. Okay. And you're walking through Dolphin Mall. You and your homies are hanging out. And there's all these different restaurants in this food court. And you're like, hey, where are we going to eat? You say, uh, I don't know, you pick. I don't know, you pick. I don't. And then this little Asian lady comes waddling out with a little tray. Mm. chicken. And you look at her. And you say, es for free? She said, yes, for free. <laughs> Notice what's on the plate is not a meal. What's on the plate is not something that is going to suffice your hunger. <laughs> but when you taste it, all of a sudden your eyes open and you know the direction that you're supposed to go. And all of a sudden you begin to remember how good it really is. Oh my God, I wish you would get this. That sometimes your praise is like that teriyaki chicken. When you eat it, all of a sudden you say, oh God, I remember how good you were. I remember how good you are. And I know how good you're going to be. Oh God, right now, come on, come on, come on. Let's just begin to Praise God. God, you are so good. God, we thank, come on, lift your voice and begin to remember how good God is in your life. God, we worship you. Oh, God, you are so good. God, the place that you brought me from, the place that I am has only led me to the place that you are taking me. All I have to do is taste and see that you are good. God, would you give us a taste of you today? God, would you give us a taste of you today? Oh, Jesus, we long for a taste. You see, some of you, man, all it's going to take is a taste. All it's going to take is a taste. Man, some of you, you might feel hopeless in this place. Come on, man, just reach out and take, take a little appetizer of hope right now so that you can remember when you were in a hopeless situation and God said, guess what? I'm going to bring you out of it. Come on. Come on. Come on. How about you take a taste of that past victory? Because even though you might feel like you're defeated now, our God is victorious. It was on the cross that he burned it. All sin, death, and the grave. All you need is a taste. All you, come on, sit down, 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 sit down. Come on, all I need is a taste. All I need is a taste of God. God, I came for a taste of you today. Come on, some of you have to get this. Before you can see it, you have to taste it. Before you can see it, you have to taste it. You see, the Bible says this. The Bible says, taste 
and see. Bubble has no accidents. Taste it and then you'll see it. But I need you to taste it first because then you will see it. Don't try to see it before you taste it because you might not like it. Don't try to see it before you taste it because you might reject it. Don't try to see it before you taste it because it might not look like what you expected it to look like. But would you just taste it so that you can see it? Did you know that even in your lowest situation, when you don't see it yet, that's exactly what your praise does? Because it's even when you're in the lowest situation and you don't feel like praising and you feel hurt and you feel pain and you feel a burden on your chest, you can still praise. That's why he says, hey, I need you to taste it right now. I, even though you might be low, even though you might be down, I need you to taste it. What does praise do? Because praise, when, when you lift up your voice and praise, guess what? Praise goes up. And so when I begin to praise, my hands go up. And, and when I begin to praise, my heart goes up. And when I begin to praise, my posture goes up. When I begin to praise, my attitude goes up. When I begin to praise, my faith goes up. And all of a sudden, when I open my eyes, the only direction that I'm looking is up. So even though I might be down, now I'm looking up. And now I can say, God, thank you so much for letting me taste your praise. God, thank you so much for letting me taste your worship. Because now I know which direction I'm going. Oh, God. Is anybody getting this today? Come on. Come on. I need some hungry people in the room. Okay, I, I only want to talk to the hungry people. If you ain't hungry, okay, then, then you can close your ears because this is for the hungry crowd. Okay? Man, I'm hungry. Man, because praise, what does praise do? Praise brings you up. Praise raises you up. Praise makes your hands lifted high. Praise gets the focus off of yourself and onto God. It's what, it's what, it's what praise does. All it takes is a taste of my praise so that I can open my eyes and see the direction that God wants me to go up. He doesn't want me to look down. He doesn't want me to look out. He doesn't want me to look to the sides. He wants me to look up. So there are some of you that before you get the burrito bowl blessing, you need to order an appetizer of praise. Listen, before you get the test teriyaki. Listen, 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 you ain't ready, you ain't ready. Listen, before you get the, the teriyaki testimony, oh, God, you got to get some wonton worship inside of you. Oh, listen, with the side of white rice res resurrection. Oh, hold the rejection. Oh, hold the depression. Oh, hold the failures. Oh, God, hold the sin. Hold the temptation. Hold the brokenness. Hold the pain. And hold the onions, too, because we don't want it. See, this mouth right here, this mouth is reserved for for my praise. It is a refuge of my worship. I don't need that in my mouth because I'm going to spit it out because it's not going to get me anywhere but down. But when I begin to praise, all of a sudden, oh God, it lifts me up. Come on, is there anybody that wants to go up today? Man, I wish there were some people in this room who knew how to praise. I'm not talking like not talking like we're here. We're all jumping in the river. Woo! It's not like, I'm not talking like we're here. One, two, three, four. You know, I'm not talking like, you know, worship, worship time. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. 
I'm talking like, man, come on. Man, we're in a, we're in a broken place. Oh, God, we're, we're in a place that, that nobody really knows that I'm here except for me. I'm talking like, man, like I, I've been dealing with a lot of pain. Man, I, I've, been, I've been battling this thing for so long. Man, 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 I, I feel like I can't make it. I feel like I'm too weak to keep going. But you know what? Right here in this corner where nobody sees me, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to lift up my praise to you, God, because I know that you are good. I know that your promises are good. I know that your word is good. I know that I get to stand on the rock. Oh, God, you are the rock. You are immovable. You are unshakable, God. There is nothing that can stand against you. It's a hungry kind of praise. It's a hungry kind of praise. Not a praise that's in front of people, but a praise that's behind closed doors. That even when you're hurting, you're saying, you know what, God, I'm going to praise anyways. You know what, God, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to expand my palate so that I want to praise more. But my mouth is it's reserved for praise. I don't want that negativity. I don't want that bad attitude. I don't want that shame, that guilt. No, 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 no. I just want your praise. See, my mouth is a temple of the, the living word. The word that acts like a sword and cuts down darkness. It's like Hansel and Gretel. You guys know the story? They dropped a bunch of breadcrumbs because they got lost. And the only way that they were able to find their way back home was through tasting it. What do I mean by that? I mean, they, they could pick up a rock, but they knew that it wasn't the bread. They could pick up a stick, but they knew that it wasn't the bread. Get this, even if they didn't know what it was, they could taste it and discover if it was the bread. Did you know that in God's word it says that he ordains the path of the righteous? In other words, what it's saying is there is a path that he has predestined for you. He has literally marked out the footsteps for you. But get this, the only way that you're going to know if this is footsteps is through your praise and worship. Why is that? Because it's through praise and worship that you learn who God is and who God isn't. So you can pick up a rock of negativity and say, listen, that's not my God. My footstep is here. You can pick up a blade of grass and say, that's not my God. My footstep is here. You can pick up some doubt and shame and say, no, 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 that's not my God. My footstep is here. But you... You can't know that until you've tasted it. You see, what, what, does, what does your taste do? It, it, it brings back recollection of things that you've already eaten. What do we eat? We eat the Word. We eat the Word. So all of a sudden, when we, when we feel like we are in doubt, I know that my God's Word says this. All of a sudden, when we feel like we're in a broken place, guess what? I know that my Bible says I'm more than a conqueror. Man, I know that, like, like when I feel some unforgiveness, man, God forgave me. Man, when I feel like I need a breakthrough, God says, hey, just keep praising me. When I feel like I can't make it any longer, he says, hey, guess what? You don't have to make it because I've already made it. So guess what? Let me carry your burden for you and just come along for the ride, okay? 
God, I feel like I'm being persecuted right now. Guess what? I was persecuted too. But guess what? Just like my story, you're going to walk out of that grave and into a new destiny. Thank you, God. You see, but it's only because I've tasted it that I can see my path. Come on, when's the last time that you've tasted God? When's the last time that you followed the path that he's marked out for you? Because all it takes is a taste of God's goodness for you to crave it more and more and more and more and more. Because, man, when I, when I worship and I begin to praise, my praise goes up. So my spirit goes up and my faith begins to grow and then my problems, they got to go. Because there is no problem, no situation, no circumstance too big that your praise can't break. Because it says in the word, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh God, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on, say, who the sun sets free is Oh man, come on. I, I need some hungry people in the room. Who the sun sets free in? Who the sun sets free in? It's free indeed. So it doesn't matter what prison I'm in because I'm already free. My praise proves that. That's why people can look down at you and say, hey, so you're in this tough situation, but you don't look like you're struggling right now. Guess what? Because I'm free indeed. Even though it may look a little shaky right now, I know that my praise is higher. I know that my praise can break every prison door around me because who the sun sets free is free indeed. There's no match for your praise. There's no match for your praise. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's no match for your praise. Come on, but you got to be hungry. Come on, we got to get hungry again for the word of God. Come on, people are like, dude, this guy's crazy. He's insane. He's a psycho. No, no, no. I'm just hungry for more of God. Come on. I'm just craving for more of God. But be careful with your hunger. Be careful with how you get hungry. Because here's the danger of getting hungry is oftentimes when you're hungry, you'll eat anything. You'll, you'll eat anything. True story. We just got a puppy. I'm going to show him to you. Is that okay? Come on. Come here. Look how small this guy is. I hope I'm not going to drop him. Look at this dude, okay? This is our puppy. He doesn't have a name yet. The options are Shredder or Taco. Okay, okay, raise your hand for Shredder. Raise your hand for Taco. Wow, okay, cool. We got Taco here, okay. Taco's our puppy. And here's the issue about Taco, is that Taco will eat anything. Taco is always hungry. Taco likes toes and ankles. He likes to eat the cream cheese between your toes too. Okay, so be careful. <laughs> Everybody freaking out. Be careful with how you feed your hunger because oftentimes when you're hungry, you'll eat anything. Isn't it funny? Like when you get hungry, you're like, dude, I don't care. Anything that's edible, as long as it's like not a human. But if that's all we got, then we'll do that. But, but, but hear me, hear me, hear me. 
See, hunger can be sufficed by anything, but craving is intentional. God doesn't want you to just be hungry, but he wants you to have a craving for him. You see, hunger means nothing if, if you don't crave God. Because you can, you can eat anything in the world. That's why people, they always run around, man, to all these different opportunities saying that it's God. But really, they're just hungry for opportunity. So they go from church to church. Oh, dude, I just made the worship team. Oh, yeah, this is sick. This is so God. And then they hear something that they don't want to hear. And they're like, oh, I guess it wasn't God. So I'm going to run around this. Oh, dude, look at this thing. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, this job is so awesome. Then all of a sudden, it, you know, the puppy dog stage leaves. And you're like, oh, dude, this job sucks. But it's because you've been trying to, to fill your hunger with any opportunity that presents itself. God says, no, 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 no. I don't want you to just be hungry, but I want you to crave me. I want your craving to be for me. That's why a lot of times, a lot of times we like to, uh, we like to deny the things that God gives us because, because it's not good enough for us. You know what I mean? Like God will tell us to do something, but all of a sudden it's like, well, 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 God, that's, that doesn't benefit me. When was the last time that you woke up and your prayer was, God, how can I benefit you this morning? Wait, God needs to be benefited? No, God doesn't need to be benefited, but he would like to be. That's what your worship is. You see, what praise does is it takes the spotlight off of you and onto other people. You see, there's this thing called an acquired taste an acquired taste. They say that coffee is an acquired taste. Why? Because a lot of people who drink coffee for the first time, they don't like it. But the more that they begin to drink it, they begin to crave it more and more. You see, faith is an acquired taste. Understand that faith is an acquired taste. What do I mean by that? I don't mean that you won't like it when you first get into it. Here's what I mean. That as you begin to grow in your faith, it requires you to acquire a deeper craving for the things that God craves. What does he crave for? He craves for people. He craves for people. A lot of times we crave to please ourselves. Maybe the reason that you haven't had your miracle yet, the thing that you need a breakthrough in your life for, is because God knows that if he gives it to you, it's not going to seep out of you. Here's, here's the reality about um, um, our bodies and faith. Many times in Scripture, there's this balance talking about how our bodies are temples, right? Did you know that when you eat something, it has to come out? We all agree on that, yes? When you eat something, it's got to go somewhere. Why is it not the same with faith? That when God gives us faith, it doesn't come out of us. You see, when God gives me a blessing, it's got to come out of us. Oh, man, come on. Somebody's going to get this. When I feel love, I have to give love. Because God forgave me, I have to give forgiveness. Because God has given me a breakthrough. Now, guess what? I'm going to start praying for other people so that they can have their breakthrough. But too many times we have constipated Christians. People that eat and hold it in. It's me holding it in. And so you come to Wednesday night and you just eat, 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 eat. Oh, it is so good. Worship, worship, worship. Praise, praise, praise. But all of a sudden, uh, 
<laughs> Pack it in tight. <laughs> we got a bunch of consecrated Christians. You want to know why? Because you've taken in, but you haven't released. And so what begins to happen is just like when you put something in a can, guess what? It begins to ferment. And it begins to get rotten. So that's why people walk around with bad attitudes saying, oh, man, why, why, why don't people like me? Well, it's because you have a bad attitude and because you haven't released the blessing that God has given you. And so now outside of you is becoming a rotten attitude. Man, why, 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 why am I not getting blessed? Well, because the blessing was inside of you, but because you didn't release it, 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 it spoiled. It got rotten. And so all of a sudden, when you tried to, 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 to bring it back out, all of a sudden, only a bad attitude came back out. See, our bodies work so much like our faith works. It's simple math. It's simple science. Man, I, I wish there was a hungry generation that craved the things that God had. That's what I'm praying for in this next year. That there would be a hungry generation that didn't pray only, God, help me, but God, how can I help you? Does God need help? Absolutely, he needs help. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Don't get it twisted. Does God need our help? Absolutely. That's why he said in the Bible, go and make disciples. I need your help because I can't be here. And so instead, what I'm doing is I'm putting my spirit inside of you so that you can go. Man, I wish there were some people that said, oh, man, that stopped saying, dude, I hate my school. Guess what? You may hate your school, but God loves your school. And all of a sudden, when you begin to overlook the place that God has you, you begin to overlook the people he has you there for. Man, I hate my job. Man, what if there was one person walking through the same thing that you just walked through, that God placed you there so that you could walk through it with them? Man, I hate the family that I met. Man, what if God put you in that family so that there was one person that could change the lineage and the history of that family line forever? Man, I'm tired of people saying, man, I hate this, I hate that. Guess what? God loves that. Guess what? The thing that you hate is really the thing that God put inside of you for a purpose. You just lost your hunger for it. Or you never had a hunger for it. Man, I wish there were some people that were hungry for God to move in their schools. I wish we had more Bible studies on campuses. Man, I wish we had more new people in these seats, man. Uh, uh, like a few years ago, somebody told me, they were like, I don't know why you ask us to bring new people. What do you mean? Because we're hungry. We're hungry to win a city. We're hungry to see teenagers' lives saved. We're hungry to, to, for, for people to experience the same thing that every single one of you experienced in this room. But we're hungry. You know what I love? I love seeing 5,000 teenagers break down before God and say, give me a new hunger for my high school. I went to a little workshop, and it was, a, it was how to bring God onto your school campus. Thousands of students were there fired up to see their campuses saved to Christ. You see, that's why we do invite nights. That's why we, we print off those invite cards. Because we pray that one day, all of them will be taken. Because one person in this room got hungry to see somebody saved. I love it because there are so many testimonies here in this room, even right now, of people that said, you know what, I'm going to be hungry for my family. I'm going to bring them to church. 
I'm be hungry for my friend, man. I, I'm going to bring him to church. And all of a sudden, their lives got changed. Did you know that the greatest thing that you will ever do in this lifetime is bring someone to Jesus? That's the greatest thing that you will ever do in this lifetime is bring someone to Jesus. But you won't do it if you don't crave the heart of God. What's the heart of God? The heart of God bleeds for people that don't know him. That's why we talk about it. People always say, why do you talk about inviting people so much? That is why. Because we are hungry and we crave the heart of God. Too often, though, instead of sharing the good food, people love to share the bad food. You ever notice that? Like, people love sharing the bad food. Hey, how you doing today? Ah, not that great. Hey, how'd that test go? Ah, oh, man, probably flunked it. Hey, man, how, how, how was it home? At, oh, dude, my mom, she's such a punk, dude. Oh, dude, what's wrong with your friend? Oh, dude, that friend? Are you kidding me? Let me tell you, dude, this and this and this and this. We love sharing the, the, the kind of bad food. L listen to this. The, the expired kind of food, the spoiled food. People don't want your spoiled attitude. Why is your attitude important? Because people don't want your expired, gross, fermenting attitude. Why? Because... Because just like that saying says, man, one fruit makes the whole batch go bad. But it's funny because we love to share the rotting news that we have in our life. Did you know that Jesus died on the cross to put an expiration date to your pain, to put an expiration date to your problem? So stop trying to eat it and stop trying to confess it because nobody cares. Jesus doesn't even care. In a few days, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. But it was on the cross that he said, it is finished. It is finished. Your pain, it is finished. Your temptation, it is finished. Your sin, it is, oh, finished. Oh, your problems, it is finished. Your trials and your testing, guess what? It's finished. So why are you still talking about it? Why are you still letting it into your mouth, man? I would love to. There, there was this lady, big black lady. I love big black ladies. Okay? They're cool. There's a big black lady. Her name was May. She was at my old church. Yeah, May, shout out. She was at my old church. And, um. She would always come up to me, and she would say, how you doing? I said, pretty good. I would say, how are you doing? She would say, blessed and highly favored. The next day, I'd come up to her, hey, how you doing? Oh, man, honestly, I woke up. I'm pretty tired, but how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. The next day, I'd come back, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, man, I just played a game of basketball, dude. I'm so sore right now, but how you doing? I am blessed and highly favored. You see, here's the thing that you have to understand about May. She had two kids. She was a single mom. And I knew that every single day that she was living was a struggle for her. But she never let her expired, spoiled milk out of her mouth. No, no, no. She said, even in the midst of the mire, I am going to praise my God because I woke up and I'm blessed. 
blessed and highly favored. I came to church and I'm blessed and highly favored. Oh, I get to sing and I am blessed and highly favored. Oh, God. I'm blessed and highly favored. I love that about her. You see, what she didn't know is every day I would walk away from her and I would be like, oh, man, you know what? I'm blessed and highly favored too. Man, what would happen in your school if you went up to somebody and said, hey, how you doing, man? You know what? Man, I am so good because this morning my best friend let me wake up. What do you mean your best friend let you wake up? His name is Jesus. He is the keeper of my heart. And if you don't accept him right now, you're going. No, just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. But man, like, like people always walking around with soppy attitudes. Like, man, dude, oh, man, pity me, pity me, pity me. No, 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 no. Man, you woke up. Guess what? You have something to praise about. Guess what? You came to church. You have something to praise about. Guess what? You went to school. You have something to praise about. Guess what? You put on shoes. You got something to praise about. Guess what? You looked in the mirror. It might have been a little bit ugly, but guess what? You still got something to praise about. Man. Man, I want some praisers. Man, come on. Are you a praiser? Come on, all across this room, stand to your feet right now. And let's just begin to worship God. You know, there was a song that I grew up to. There was a song that I grew up to. It was a powerful song, one that shifted my faith forever. It was way back in the day when I was in youth group. Me and my homies, we'd get together. We didn't have a cool band like this. We had a guitar that was missing a few strings. We had a drum set. All of them were broken, and that was about it. But we would sing this song. And after a few weeks of singing this song, man, a movement stirred up inside of us. The lyrics of this song are this, man, we are hungry. We are hungry. God, we're hungry for more of you. God, we're thirsty. We're thirsty. We're thirsty for more of you. We lift our holy hands up. we want to touch you. We lift our voices louder and louder and louder and louder to you. Man, I want a room of praisers. Like, I don't want a room of cool kids. Too many cool kids in the world. It's not cool anymore to be a cool kid. You know what it's cool to be? It's cool to go after the heart of God. You know what's cool? It's cool getting on your face at the altar and saying, God, I'm just hungry for more of you. It's cool taking the spotlight off of yourself so that it can spill out onto other people. Did you know that God wants to put his glory in you, but only so that it can come out of you and onto other people? That's why we pray, God, rain down your glory on us so that it can come into us and then out of us. God, we want to praise you. Come on, if you're hungry, just lift your hands right now. I'm not going to bring the band back up. We're not going to sing any fun songs, man. We're, I'm going to teach you how to praise. Even if you don't feel like it, man, I challenge you to just begin to praise God for all that he's done for you. Begin to remember the place that he's brought you out of and into and that he will take you to. God, you are so 
good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, for just 30 seconds right now, come on, just begin to praise Him. Open your mouth, come on, and just begin to talk to God. Let's, let's release a roar right now to the heavens. Let's, let's, I, I want to watch the devil shake right now because of how much we hunger for more of God. Jesus, 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 come now. God, come now. Come on. Come on. Jesus, come now. God, come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Jesus, come now. Come now. Come now. Jesus, 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 come now, come now, come now. Jesus, 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 come now, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. God, we are hungry for you. God, we're hungry. God, we're hungry. God, we're hungry. Jesus, we're hungry for you, God. Right now, God, we're hungry. Come on, we're not going to small groups tonight. We have time. Press into God right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Man, I challenge you, lift up your voice. It doesn't matter what people hear. Right now is a moment between you and God. God, we hunger and we long for you, God. Would you put a new craving and desire in my heart, God? I want to long for you all the days of my life, God. You have called me to be more than a conqueror, God. Would you put a new craving inside of me, a deeper passion for people, God, a new passion for influence, God, a new passion for leadership, Jesus. Oh, God. long for you. Jesus, Jesus, come on. Come on. Two more minutes, man. Just talk to God right now. God. God, come now. God, come now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Where's Cammie? Kimmy, go grab a microphone. Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. God wants a generation that's hungry for him. Come on. God wants a generation that's hungry for him. Jesus, Jesus, come on right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Come on. Don't let your praise stop. I love it because what, what, what the psalmist says in, in this scripture is he says, praise will continually be on my mouth. In other words, what I'm going through right now, that you have to understand, he was running for his life, but in the midst of his running, he said, you know what, God? I trust you. I know that you have a plan. I know who you've been and I know who you are. So I I'm going to trust you until you get me to the place that I am supposed to be. But your praise will never leave me. I understand that hope may leave me. I understand that people may leave me. I understand that my success may leave me. But you know what won't leave me? My praise will not leave my mouth. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Let's praise for a few more minutes. Jesus. Jesus, right now, come on. God, give us more of you. Give us more of you, God. 
hunger, 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 hunger. Come on. Taste it. Come on. Some of you just need a taste of it. You've never tasted it before. Come on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Come on, 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 come on. Jesus, come now. Jesus, come down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I can't contain. God, I don't want to contain it anymore. God, I don't want to contain it. 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 Hang on, time out. Listen, I love this song because he says, give me something that I can't contain. Give me something that I can't even control yet. Listen, we were on a trip with five guys. Listen, five guys, that's a lot of hungry people. That's a lot of hungry men. But I loved it because every single restaurant that we went to, the food would come out. And we would begin to, to taste it. All of a sudden, we couldn't control it. And we couldn't contain it in our mouths. So we started eating it. But then you know what came out of us? As something good came into us, you know what came out of us? We said, hey, does anybody want to try this? Because listen, this is too good to be contained by one person. This is too good for just me to have a piece of it. So does anybody at the table want to try it? Can I tell you that God is too good for just you to have it? Mm. And if he hasn't been that good to you yet, then I would say you haven't had enough faith. Then I would say, I think that you lost the hunger. I would say that you lost the craving because here's what I know about my God is that, oh man, when I was seven years old and I was sitting in the back of my astro van, God parted the clouds and I saw a little bit of the sun. And he said, Darison, you are my son. Why have you not called out to me? Why have you not hungered and craved for more of me as a seven-year-old kid? You see, I love it because God has taken me through hell and back. And it is something that I cannot contain. That's why I stand on this stage every week and say how good he is because he's been good to me. I want something in my life that I can't contain. I want something that overflows in my life. I want something that when I eat it and when I lift up my voice, it is so good that I have to be a homie. Guess what? Listen, bro, even if you don't think that you need some, you need some. Let me give some to you and just taste it. Some of you guys need to take these invites. And, and your friends have said no every single time you've asked them to church. And so, and so you have been scared of the taste of rejection. You've been scared of the taste of being made fun of. You've been scared of the taste of being looked down upon because you go to church. You've, you've been scared of the taste of walking through your schools and, and, and people saying, oh, that's the church goer. Can I just say this, man? Just taste it one more time. Come on, the taste of handing out one invite and watching them come through that door and watching them lift their hands to say yes to Jesus. I promise you, it will be worth all of the pain. It will be worth all of the turmoil. It will be worth being made fun of. 
get this. When I was in elementary school, I invited my friend to a vacation Bible school with me in the summers. It's like a, a huge conference for kids, if you will. And he came with me, and I'll never forget it. My dad was like, hey, anybody want to give their life to Jesus? And I peeked like that. And he raised his hand. And I was like, yes! This is incredible! And then he took a Bible. And the next week I came back and I saw a bookmark in the halfway point of his Bible. And I said, oh, what you been reading? He said, oh, I just been reading the Bible. I said, what chapter? He said, what do you mean, what chapter? He said, I said, like, like where in the Bible did you start? He said, oh, I started at the beginning and now I'm about halfway through it. Normal people, even normal Christians don't do that, y'all. Said, yes, this is incredible. A few years passed, he started getting heavy into drugs. Heavy into girls. In high school, he was a completely different person. His name was Brent. I prayed for him all through high school. I was like, man, come on, God. We can get him back. Man, come on, God. We can get him back. Man, come on, God. We can get him back. I'm not going to be afraid of the rejection. I'm not going to be afraid of the things that people say about me. I know that his life is more important than how I feel. So I kept praying for him, and I kept praying for him. Guess what? All through college, we lost connection. Then one day he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey, man, how you been doing? I asked him. He's like, oh, man, I, I dropped out of college. I don't really have a job right now, you know, whatever. And he's like at the lowest point in his life. He said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm praying for you. So I closed my phone. And I just started praying. I said, God, we can get him back again. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, haven't heard from him since. It's been years and years and years and years. Two, two weeks ago, my dad texted me. He said, hey, do you remember Brent Dale? I said, yeah, I remember Brent. He's my childhood best friend. How can I forget him? He said, he just emailed me. My dad is a pastor in Omaha, Nebraska. Brent Dale lives in Omaha, Nebraska still. He said, hey, he just emailed me, and it caught me off guard, and so I wanted to show it to you. So he read me the email. He said, Dear Pastor Petey, I've fallen away from the church, and I've fallen away from really everything. And I feel like I'm in a really low place right now. But I'll never forget sitting in your church when I was in, in, in elementary school and saying yes to Jesus. And he said, you told me that day that Jesus would never leave me. It didn't matter how far I'd gone, but you said that Jesus would never leave me. And he said, hey, do you think that that's still true? My dad emailed him back. He said, absolutely it is. He said, awesome. I want to come to your church on Sunday. I want to become a member. I want to start serving. Oh, God, he can do it. All you got to do is taste and see that the Lord is good. Because when you get to taste it, then you get to see it. And he begins to work out things that are impossible. I don't know who you're praying for. I don't know who your Brent Dale is, but I am came here to say that he can do it. Just taste it one more time. Just pray one more time. Just praise him one more time. Just worship him one more time, and he'll do it. 
we went long today, yo. It's nine o'clock. This is a new record for the longest message ever preached in Brave Youth. But here's the thing is, I don't really care. Because if you want to leave, then you can. But if you want to get hungry, then you can also stay. Come on. So we're going to sing this song one more time. And I'm praying that a new spirit of revival begins to fill our hearts so much that we can't contain it and that we can't control it. And that when we walk out of here, we don't walk out the same that we walked in this place. Come on. So these altars are open for anybody that's hungry. One, two, three. Go now. Go now. Come on. Let's sing it. Sing it out. 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 Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Sing it out. Come on. Sing it out. Jesus. Light a fire, God. Light a fire, God. Something that's different. Something that's different. Oh, God. Something that's different, God. God, would you change us? God, would you make us new? God, would you start a new thing here in Brave Youth, God? A new kind of hunger, a new kind of spirit, a new kind of movement, a new kind of generation, a new kind of young people that weren't afraid of what the naysayers say. Oh God. Hunger, 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 hunger. Come on, let's get hungry again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get hungry again. Let's get hungry again. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get hungry again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. conference there was there was this one speaker and he kept on saying the same thing over and over and over again he said I serve the man and the man has a plan I serve the man and the man has a plan I serve the man and the man has a plan. He's not talking about your dad. He's not talking about your pastor. He's not talking about your coach. He's not talking about your friend. He's talking about the man. His name is Jesus, and he has a plan. When you begin to serve him, when you begin to get hungry for him again, he has a plan. Can I tell you? There are some of you, I believe that there are some of you in this place, and you are thinking, man, where has God been in my life? There, are all, there is all of this opposition that has come against me. God, I know that your word says you will never leave me and you won't forsake me. But for some reason, I feel like you're not here right now. When you know the word of God, you know where he is. He might not be with you, but it's not because he forgot about you. Watch this. In the scripture, it says that he is preparing a seat at the table in the presence of your enemies. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Let me break it down for you. Come on. 
He might not be in your situation, but he hasn't forgotten about you. He might not be there, but he is over here. And what he's doing here is far more than he would be doing here. And so what he's doing here is he is preparing a table. What do you do at a table? You eat. So he is preparing a meal at the table. And guess what? He sees your opposition. And so guess what he's doing? Oh, this is so good because your opposition is right here. Okay. You got to see this. Your opposition is right here, and they're coming against you. What are they trying to do? They're trying to starve you. They're trying to count you out. They're trying to beat you down. They're trying to get you out of the game. <laughs> but our God sees it. He says, guess what? I see you, and I see your opposition. So guess what I'm going to do? I am going to prepare a table, and you are going to have the head of the table. Oh, and you're not just going to eat. But it is going to be in front of the people that tried to make you starve. So when they see you, they see me. Oh, this is so good for somebody. You might not see him there, but it's because he's working something out that is different. You have a seat at his table, and he is getting ready to feed you. But here's what he needs you to do. Here's what he needs you to do. He needs you to stay where you are. And he needs you to get hungry so that when he presents the table you're ready to eat <sighs> so that when he prepares the table you are ready to consume something that you won't be able to contain, that you will have to share, that your enemies will look at you and say, wow, there is a God and I want to serve him. But he needs you to stay where you are. That's why, listen, don't say, I hate my school. No, 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 Jesus loves your school. You might hate it, but guess what? God puts you there so that you could be a light. You might hate your job, but guess what? God gave you that job for a reason. You might hate the family that you're in. Come on, but you are going to be a pioneer like Christopher Columbus. And you're going to be taking your family to new levels and new faith and new destinies and new purposes and new plans. And all of a sudden, guess what? Your children and your children's children and your children's children's children are going to look back and say, man, I am so glad that my mom and my dad stayed hungry and didn't leave the fight to look for other food and didn't try to run from the opposition because they were starving. But they stayed where they were so that when the table was ready, they were ready to eat. Is anybody getting this today? Come on, come on. Listen, honestly, if you're not getting it, then I'm just preaching to myself because God told me, listen, Darshan, you need to stay hungry. There will be times that you come into this place and you're going to feel discouraged. There's going to be doubt. There's going to be fear. Guess what, man? We booked a camp in advance with zero signups. But you know what we said? We said, no, 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 no. We could go to another camp and we could take the same amount of kids that we've always taken. Or, you know what? We could reach Miami. And we could get hungry for a dying generation that doesn't know Jesus yet. So you know what? We're going to have faith. 
We're not going to taste the fear. We're not going to taste the rejection. No, 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 no. We're just going to sit here and we're just going to be hungry and we're going to say, God, would you fill our hunger? God, we crave more of you. God, keep us hungry. Again, that's why leaders in the room, leaders, man, some of you have lost your hunger for students. I believe that. Man, some of you have lost your hunger for students. Can I tell you the reason why we are here? The reason why we are here is because God loves students. God loves using young people. I believe this. I believe that the next great awakening is going to come from this generation. I believe that revival that strikes Miami isn't coming from us. It's coming from the people in this room. I believe that the stadiums that are going to be filled, guess what? I won't be preaching them. Somebody in here is going to be preaching them. But you know what I do? I don't try to I don't try to rush God. No, no, no. That's not my job. My job is to just be hungry. God, make us hungry for you. Come on, let's sing it again. Come on, let's sing it again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.